Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Please welcome Fizza Dosani! What up? Just, just, <laughs> just me and my Jinkos. Hey, yeah, you are in full Jinko, and that's great to see. Anticipating Jinko the trends. Jinko jeans, yeah. Something about 1996. Yeah. I don't know. There's something super nostalgic about that year. What a year. Uh, what a time to be alive. Yeah. Uh, that is when I was in all cross-color Jinko, Carl Kanai. You know, Carl, the, the good old days. Rem- yeah. Remember it. when y'all got the Jinkos with like the cool patch? It wasn't just yes. a Jinko. It would be like the skater or like the weird creature. And you'd be like, yeah, these are these are cool. Yo, these are they'd, be wearing, the cool ones. they'd be wearing Jinkos too. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Jinko on the Jinko would be wearing yeah. Jinkos. Yeah. It's and like a- an Escher sketch out here of coolness. <laughs> yeah. I um, embarrassingly have an NMC uh, an Escher tattoo and not a cool one. <laughs> what? Yeah, is it's a like wood <laughs> dogs. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed about my tattoos. I have the MC Escher wood sketching of a fish, like a carving, you know, for like a stamp. Oh, yeah, and that then cool. I have, I think I've talked about it before, but I have Starry Night Van Gogh Starry Night on my lower back, but just the sky, no That's buildings. Dope. You are representing uh, freshman dorm room walls well. <laughs> yes, with exactly. Your, <laughs> with so your you tattoos. have <laughs> you have a Van Gogh tramp stamp. Mm-hmm. It's always an interesting conversation before sex with someone new. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you're gonna see some stuff back there. It's not what you think, but it's not what you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you think. It's not what you want. None of the above. I do think that college dorm room art is underrated it, it is a perfect encapsulation of like a you know an averaging of the zeitgeist of like over the course of 20 years it's it's not not anything to be ashamed of i would say i think college dorm room art we we give it a hard time because it we've all been that person who has those posters but we had those posters for a reason uh, I wonder, got them college students, let us know. But I feel like the college students now decorate their dorm like a real apartment. No. Yeah, probably. I'm. I'm Lame probably ass. dating myself. I know. Yeah. I remember, like, when I first walked when I walked into my first dorm, I just started crying because it was so fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> already, like... you walked in and it was already just like a ashtray. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna like not have any skin after cleaning this room, like. Yeah. Like, just from all like the, the Lysol wipes yeah. and shit. Yeah. That's a great question. I, w- I would be curious to hear like what held over from when I was in college and like what is new? What what went away? Like is Bruce Lee, does everybody still have Bruce Lee and Muhammad Ali posters? <laughs> and and by everybody, I mean a bunch of dude bros and Quentin Tarantino movies. Scarface. Scarface, of course. Godfather. Rappers. Godfather. I had all the Wu-Tang albums on my wall. Yeah. Godfather, for sure. The first time I got really high, I was looking at my Godfather poster on my dorm room wall, and the cat started to move. And that's how I knew I did not like weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for me. Yeah, yeah. 
I can't be the only one who had a cardboard cut out of James Dean, life-size. I mean, the only one maybe in this on this podcast, but for certain, not the only one. Definitely not the only one in Florida. Definitely (laughs) not. What about the Marilyn Monroe cutout? Or black and white Marilyn Monroe with like the red lipstick or a red rose. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Little Schindler's (laughs) List effect on the Marilyn Monroe to let them know you're artsy. Schindler Monroe. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Greta, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Something that I searched recently was, well, okay. I mean, gold price per gram was something that I searched a few <laughs> oh, days ago. Hell yeah. Obviously very important. Chriselle mm-hmm. Staus or whatever from Selling Sunset. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I'm not a big reality TV head. My husband loves Selling Sunset. So now I just like... I'm the person that I'm watching something and doing a full like Wikipedia deep dive about who they are at the same time. Clearly, you didn't do that while watching Los Spookies, which is good. <laughs> but then I have like, you know, a bunch of other shit. I guess probably Resi is always up. I have a Google search for Michael Stipe up, you know, yeah. just kind of classic What's Michael Stipe up to? What's Mike Stipe? I don't think I've ever heard him referred to as Mike Stipe. No. Nah. Well, he lives in my friend's building. Oh, and cool. I was in my friend's apartment going to visit her, and I thought that I saw him, and it could not have been more opposite than what he actually looks like. So then oh, I was really? like, do I have no idea as to what Michael Stipe actually looks like? Turns out I had no fucking clue. Oh, so what, what did you what did you expect versus what it was? Because I have this guy that I see at Trader Joe's who I'm convinced is Michael Stipe. But <sighs> I second guess every now and then when I kind of look closer. I think like in my mind, I know he's bald. But yeah. in the moment, I was like, he's not bald because there's something about him. Like he and Moby could potentially get like smushed together as being like bald white guys that wear glasses, even right. though Moby has a bunch of like insane tattoos now. Right. Um, mm. So he's very recognizable. I don't know. Shout out very to, funny to me his that... restaurant here in L.A., <laughs> Little Pine. That's very funny to me that Moby got a bunch of tattoos. Uh, wait, yeah. is Michael Stipe, how, how is he height-wise? That's always something that I... <laughs> always top of mind for you. You know, you think mind. that I would know, and I'm going to look it up for you right now. I guess the only other tab that would kind of be like insight into my brain is hippopotamus attacks. That's the okay. other tab that I have yeah, open yeah. currently. Gotcha. You don't have to look it up. I was just curious if he struck you as taller or shorter than you expected when you saw I, the, him. The, the, the gent that I saw in person was probably like... 510 okay. and now that i'm looking it up michael stipe is 59 so oh, i wasn't shit. far off mm, okay do you know what kind of car he drives sorry to ask <laughs> i don't think he drives a car Fuck. Come on, michael you think michael stipe <laughs> has a car man New York. this guy i'm telling you next i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking take a picture of this guy who's his doppelganger that i see around my place Just flick it up he, with him be like <laughs> he lives in new york he's like a he's like a, the person oh my that's god he lives there. in new york okay so yeah he's not even here he's not even in this state no way you're seeing michael stipe i'm sorry i'm racist no but i am but like when you are a bald white man of a certain stature you could be michael stipe you could be jason statham you could be moby you could be you know there's a whole you could be mr clean there's a whole laundry list thank you okay that makes me feel better and i do suspect that the person that you are mistaking for michael stipe like chose that lane 
was like, all right, yes. I'm going to be a Michael Stipe bald. Right. So that's going to be my lane that people, you know, because because you got to you can't it's just like, create your own yeah. bald white guy space. The, gotta, his whole vibe no. was like, I'm wearing like an old vaporized T-shirt mm. and I got like this shitty classic car that like works, but I'm not trying to front like it's fancy, but clearly it's catching your eye because it's older and uh-huh. like just being like like moving like a ghost, and he had like a big Adam's apple, and I'm like, this yeah. is Michael Stipe. That's all very stipey. Yeah, Except for the car, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect him to like. I also yeah. was it like a authentically burnt out tea, or was it something that was bought at like Max no, Fields? It, it looked it the the vibe felt authentic to the point mm. I was like, this could be Michael Stipe because it just felt like this wasn't like this wasn't really overdone. Because like I remember it's me. One time I saw, you know, like when certain people, <laughs> some were very bad at remembering you, Greta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, like, that's well, the least singer of REM. Yeah. It's Halloween. I'm doing an REM costume. What's your problem? <laughs> like, it's Michael Stipe. I don't know. But I, it's like the same thing. One time I saw Diane Keaton out. And I said, look at this Diane Keaton cosplay looking motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, this person's trying to do Diane Keaton with the hat and the mm-hmm. glasses and everything. And then I look close. I'm like, oh, shit, that's oh, that's the real deal. And then it so I, I have those moments, too, where I'll be dismissive of the real thing because I'll be like, you look at you attempting this other well, person's style. It's jarring when you see someone that has a signature look and you see them out in the wild in the signature right. look. I saw yeah. Billy Porter at the airport. And initially I was like, wow, that guy is dressed exactly like Billy Porter. And then I was like, oh, no, it's actually just (laughs) Billy Porter. He's the only person wearing completely crystal jeweled sneakers and like a gorgeous hat that is like high and tilted and looked stunning very early in the morning. Right. hand motions are suggesting this hat is taller than any hat I've ever seen. It was was insanely tall. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Abe Lincoln, two yes. X Abe Lincoln. No way it could. I bet. I bet when they sat in the airplane, it was touching where yeah. the lights and the AC. And is. I don't see him playing that either. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "I need a new seat because exactly. I'm not taking my hat off and it's touching the air conditioner nozzle." Mm-hmm. All right. Did we discuss this before when Diane Keaton and her signature look came up? The the question of like, are there other actors who have just been like, ah, this is what I look like. Like, this is kind of how I dress and this is how I'm going to dress in all my movies. And that's just like they come with the wardrobe. Yes. Mm. I there can are. say firsthand Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's on he's on search party this season and like <laughs> how he dresses up. You you would compliment right. him on something and he'd be like, These are mine. Like everything I right. wear is mine. Yes. And of um Oh like the way- to set, you're saying? You're like, oh, the like the, the style. I would compliment really- like his rings. I'd be like, Oh, I love your rings. Like, you know, costumes really hit it out of the park or whatever right, I right, would right. say. <laughs> that does sound and like they're you. all yeah. just like his own his own stuff. Yeah. I mean He's a very jazzy dresser. Mm. And, For a jazzy man. Yeah. And he just, you know, he has zany style. And I think that he has been another person to like the Jeff Goldblum style is now yeah. how you see him on and off the right. screen. I feel like, like Andy Garcia also. That's like my vibe with him. I Andy feel like Garcia. He looks like <laughs> just Andy always Garcia. a suit. Yeah, like, or like on vacation, yeah. like, but rich uh-huh. person vacation with linen on. I was going like, to say linen and like a hat. Yeah, right. yeah, like that's Tommy because, Bahama. 
Yeah. There's like a soccer player, this Bulgarian soccer player named Dimitar Berbatov, and he was once told he looked like Andy Garcia, and he said mm. he devoted his entire style, like his whole wardrobe is now informed by Andy Garcia because the person offhandedly like, you kind of look like Andy Garcia, who's 20 years older than you. I also yeah. feel like Gabriel Iglesias always looks the same. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, he has a, a style signature look. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we should... Circle back to hippo attacks, because yeah. I'm sure everybody is thinking about those. I think super producer Becca Ramos mentioned that there are there's a TikTok about hippo attacks going viral. There are right now. Yeah, I we were looking it up because it was on an episode of like I Survived Death or whatever. Oh, I guess right. some podcast that my friend listens to. And we were all talking about this guy who survived this insane hippo attack. Yeah. And when I see hippos, I want to just like cuddle with them because yeah. they look so cute and put them in a tutu and call I, them sassy baskets yeah. well you know that they're like so fucking scary yeah, the, yeah the most deadly creature in africa i think it's wild and also their mouths i think they have like a two thousand pound like jaw crush yeah, the eyewitness testimony about hippo attacks involves people being bitten in half a lot of the time, which you you right. don't okay. hear that about sharks, even though. Right. Sharks well, sharks don't mean cool. to eat us. Right. Yeah. Hippos, Whereas hippos are like, I'm coming for you. Sharks like, yeah, are like, yeah. I thought you were a seal. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 it's on. And they'll yeah. wave their little butts and their tails to like shoot shit out in like many directions. That's like the one thing I remember seeing in a nature documentary. When yeah, I was the shit like, fan. They turn their tails fucking... into shit fans. I um, wish I could do that. That's pretty metal, man. Yeah. I would like that. That would be pretty cool. That would be a great way to, <laughs> you know, it, you don't you don't need a receptacle to take it away from you because you have one built in that just, just yeah. fires fire it across shit. the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blake. What's something you think is overrated? Overrated hair on men's heads. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I've been thinking a lot, like, my hair, like, it's kind of, it's creeping in the back. It's creeping in the front a little bit. I think I have a little while. I think I have a couple years left on it. But I've been thinking about, like, oh, when my hair goes, I'll probably shave my head, you know, and, like, grow mm -hmm. a beard or something. But <laughs> I do from, like, like, I can grow hair here. <laughs> oh, and then transplant it uh, DIY style onto oh, the top of my head. Don't, please don't DIY your hair plugs. All right. Well, Comb yeah. up. <laughs> Comb over from the bottom of the face all the way around. Just like oh, I like that. Wrap it wow. like a uh, cocktail weenie. Yeah. Well, I, you'll need an ear hole, however, which is the one thing that's stopping <laughs> me from doing that <laughs> is the lack of symmetry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you guys repeat that? It's like, I can't say anything to you the way you look. I can't say shit to you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, like from people, I think it's one of those things where it's just a thing that men like think about more than anyone else does. Where when I see like a guy with a shaved head or something, I'm not like, ah, ah, you know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, right. that's just a guy. That's like John. There's a person. Jacob Jingleheim. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus, Blake. <laughs> and, there are other and it's names. October 1st, and it's time to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Sing all his favorite songs around the fire. Uh, no, yeah. I like, I remember when I was losing my hair, I remember the moment I, I caught on to it, it was in the reflection of a, of a metallic elevator door. Oh, God. And like, I was like, yo, what's up with the corner of my hairline? And Why I remember so shiny. 
going in. I remember I was in Japan at the time. I remember asking like my relatives, my uncle. He was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's just going. <laughs> couldn't even give me the and but my and all the men in my you know because you 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 inherit the hair traits from your mother's side right all of them are bald so i've been knowing since like 10 years old since i knew that was it they're like welcome to the show like you're yeah. on your way kid and i remember my uncle was like so i guess so i guess it, he he made a joke he's like oh i guess you really are your mom's kid you're not adopted uh was the way he tried to so it. there was good news there yeah rest his soul thank yeah. you it is interesting because I would never think of you, not, not that it's a negative thing, but I would be like, oh, Miles has the right head. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I would never be like, oh, Miles is a bald gentleman or My Miles is a guy without <laughs> hair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. Like, you're Miles. Yeah. Things, things I haven't thought of. But yeah, uh, you know, again, I'm always raising my fist to the sky. I'm like, mm -hmm. did they have to figure out a COVID vaccine before a hair restoration pill? Like, really? Yeah. I thought like, you meant in pride with like bald solidarity, but you mean ra like raising your fist to the sky yes, to in the anger. Yes. Like, no, Jack, I think Miles meant a COVID vaccine. Correct me if I'm wrong. A COVID vaccine for bald people. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. Okay. That too. That we yeah. will inherit the earth. Yeah, right. Okay. A lot of people don't know that. And we are breaking that on today's episode. But the yeah. COVID vaccine doesn't work if you're bald. No. Which is why all those. <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> which is why I haven't left the house in yeah. seven months. <laughs> Uh, what's something you back. think is underrated underrated and I'm almost sad that uh, super producer Ana Hosne is not here for me to hear me say this but F1 mm -hmm. drive to survive and I also added a note here honestly probably not underrated but I just started watching it and it rules that show <laughs> is amazing if you have not started watching F1 drive to survive on Netflix it does not matter if you're a fan of racing or not it is the dopest show and now I'm and now I'm deep into F1. It's the best. Wow. And the season just ended, too. And, and yeah, season, season three just ended. And no, it, no, no, no. The, the oh, last the, oh, F1, the last F1 season. season. Yes, the last yeah. F1 season. And contra mired in controversy. Very much so. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my gosh. But the so, show is yeah. the show is just so well done. I also love how they have such contempt for Netflix. Like, while they're recording it, they're like, yeah. oh, it's you so again. It's okay, can Netflix? you guys get it? Exactly. Can you guys get out of here while we're having a serious <laughs> conversation? It's like, oh, <laughs> right. It's spectacular. Or Shout out Total Wolf. Is there so a question I'm oh, hearing people in sports media talk about a lot is uh, whether the like whether this strategy that has worked so well for F1 of like doing a really, you know, it, it's something that HBO kind of did with Hard Knocks Hard where Knocks, they would follow yeah. a team yeah. in the preseason. But like mm -hmm. doing that for the entirety of a season so that you get not just like a single team's preseason but the entire season with all the players and all right. the different like is that it there was a rumor going around that they were going to do the same thing to professional golf and that did not sound very interesting to me <laughs> like i mean i feel like f1 is what well, it worked for f1 yeah. because it was a underrated sport it was a sport that was like very exciting very popular yeah. around the world and just hadn't really broken through the way it should have in America. But I feel like golf, I, you're not going to get me to give a fuck about well, I guess uh, that's golf. The diff I think that's the thing, though, right? Like golf is also clearly has enough of an audience that it, it's in the, you know, generating millions of dollars. But I feel like with golf, like the the joy, the, the people, the way people get into watching like the PGA tours because they golf themselves and they have a firsthand yeah. understanding of like 
what they're seeing and how different, like the skill that it takes to be a professional golfer and being like, oh man, that was great. I don't know if that translates like, yeah, I, it maybe it can, if you can find a way for people to be like, actually like, e you know, every stroke matters, but yeah. I don't think the cast of characters are as interesting as like formula one where yeah. they can get people fully invested. Cause I, I took formula one to me was like, it's guys in helmets driving in a circle. Yeah. More and then that was my, that was my view. Then I zoomed in through this show and I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. It's, it's got all kinds of fun shit going on. Deeply political. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, again, as I'll say, it's the embodiment of malignant global capitalism. Let's Very much be so. frank about like what like, the cars emblazoned with earth fucking companies oh, and yeah. like human rights washing races and like fucking Azerbaijan. Shit. Yes, that like, it's, it's 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 definitely and, and especially in season three, which which uh, Stephanie and I are halfway through right now. The way that they react to COVID being like, we just really want to get back out there and race is all like, oh, y'all really don't give a shit about yeah. humanity or, or society or very or insulated or anything. Yeah, extremely yeah. insulated. Yeah. But to your point about like uh, it, it working for other sports, I think the fact that it is so small that there are only 20 drivers in the entire like sport of F1 definitely helps in terms of being able to concentrate on certain people like you couldn't do this for basketball where, you know or football or any team sport with a bunch to, of players. It would have to be a team. It would have, it would to, be have to be a team. team the whole yeah, time. one yeah. team would be all the people you could you could represent. But also, and, and comparing it to golf, like, you know, it, you're just, you're right. Like, F1 is, with for lack of a better term, extremely high octane. Like, it's exciting. It is incredibly exciting when it gets down to the actual, like, racing part of it. Whereas golf, you're right. It would get, be kind of hard to get me to give a shit about each stroke. So I think Packers, F1 definitely, yeah, it fits into a very, a very um, thin window of like not quite understood, but also small enough to cover all of it. Yeah, I'm going to say I, yeah. the NBA, if you could get buy in from the 15 best players in the league mm -hmm. and you were just following the 15 best players in the league and like their teams and, you know, usually one of the 15 best players in the league is going to win the title. Yeah. I think that would actually work pretty well it would uh, somehow make basketball more popular <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and and yeah. you know yes. they're they're all about their global brand so very i mean, much so. just yeah yeah if they have any eyes on you know not being beholden to other countries with their you know uh broadcast rights and things like that mm -hmm. maybe you, you get a show out there to pull other people in right but yeah. they do it with uh in the premier league amazon does a show called all or nothing and this season they're following arsenal oh, wow. so like all of the banter around like the fans is like, I can't wait to see the ep like, you know, we have a great game or a shit game. We're like, can't wait to see what this looks like <laughs> behind the scenes. Cause like yeah. they're in the locker room, they're in the training. Oh, it's wow. like you see them eat. I think, and yeah, shows like that, I think have a, do a good job of, you know, demystifying shit and getting you to care. A rugby one would probably be good for the U S mm. interesting. Cause that shit is ridiculous, super yeah. athletic to watch. Yes. And it's adjacent enough to American football that I think people will be like, holy shit, yeah. man. What is this? Fucking ruggers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the NFL is probably like keeping that, like they're <laughs> killing any contract by yeah. right. Cause they're like, oh, this is kind of like yeah, a more fun version of ours. Yeah. It's like an electric car. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Who killed the rugby drive to survive? <laughs> Who killed rugby sevens? All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And all right. So it's time for 2022 predictions. Mm -hmm. 
like I said, we nailed them last year. Anna uh, did suggest that we were going to develop laser eyes, and that is that one has yet to come true, but it's still early where we're recording this. It's still December 22nd, so eventually, you know, I, I expect that to happen. But should, should we just, like, run through, you know, we put together some mm-hmm. lists of predictions for the year 2022 from, you know, esteemed journalistic outlets like Pure Wow. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> PureWow.com. Their prediction list, they said, riding a wave of nostalgia, which I feel like we've been doing. That's a that's a trend I've noticed with a lot of these media list predictions is they just find a trend that's been going on for 20 years and they're like that <laughs> that's happening for sure <laughs> so they were like hey, you're gonna see some reboots this year you're gonna see some stuff about like you know period pieces have you guys heard about these like things? it or not they're coming <laughs> yeah like it or not like it or get not. ready sunshine <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey <yeah>. buttercup <laughs> <laughs> wake up buttercup because a wave of nostalgia is about to crash on your ass. <laughs> so, uh, Rise of Raunchy Comedy. This one, again, feels like something that has been happening on and off for a while. But I do feel like maybe there's been a, a lightning it, of the raunchy comedy. That's how I feel. Isn't Wet Hot American Summer like coming to series on Hulu? I, I mean, it, I think it was on in series on Netflix. Like, yeah, I don't know. Two, three years ago. Yeah. Well, it's coming back, Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry to say. Get ready. <laughs> I will say, I don't think that's good news for my mom because I said the word nipples around her. <gasps> and she was like, don't say nipples. Oh, my God, you said nipples. Oh, my she gosh, goes, ever. My mom won't say nipples either. She'll say the apex of the bust. What? Wow. I mean, that's so. That's well put. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's a great definition. Yeah. I, I really The apex of the that. bust? The apex of the bust. Suck yeah. my apexes. <laughs> but you know, what if, what if someone has inverted nipples? Like, that doesn't really work, does it? I think it yeah. does still. Oh, because yeah, that's why time. I kind of like it. If you Even if you don't have nipples, like, you're, there is an apex of the bust. The bust, yeah. So I think it's inclusive. I think it's descriptive. And I applaud your, your mom. But listeners, is it inclusive? Also fine word. <laughs> <laughs> you decide. Yeah. Comment and <laughs> sorry. And if it's not sorry, Buttercup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Buttercup. That's what that's <laughs> going to be. Apex. Yeah, something that people should know uh, is that we're coming hard in 2022. That's a prediction. We're going to be doing a lot of, you know. <laughs> oh, <not>. sorry. <laughs> Are 2022? you too sensitive? <laughs> Yeah, that's how the daily zeitgeist is gonna is gonna ride. Uh, no, We're gonna get our mothers to say nipples. Yes, there we go. So, inter- the two good predictions I thought they made that I'm gonna agree with: international content. You know, the Squid Game thing is going to mm-hmm. continue to happen. Yeah. We're gonna see more and more international shows, movies. I feel like like we've it happened with movies with Parasite and then with Squid Game, but I feel like. More and more, it, it doesn't even need to just be like new ones. People should just, somebody needs to just be like, yo, there is an entire like century of great international movies and TV shows that most of you haven't watched. So here, watch them now. I'm ready for them to remake the Waltons. 
The Waltons? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm going to pull this up because my mom has a, I just got my parents the internet and the, the fire stick. So my mom will be like, the Waltons or horse movies. My mom keeps, I just taught her how to talk into the fire stick. And so she'll put horse movies and scroll over and they're all bad. And then she just always watches War Horse. We've watched okay. War Horse twice. I've been here for two days. Um, the Waltons is an American historical drama television series about a family in rural Virginia during the Great Depression and World War Two. It was in it was released in the seventies. So Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue the, Ridge Mountains. Is that it's like a wholesome show? I think that's one of the shows that my parents would quote when I was younger and I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Like I think there was maybe a character named John Boy or something mm-hmm. in that. And they would call me John Boy because my name is John officially. And I did not like that, but they seemed to get a kick out of it. So they loved uh, it. Yeah. Great. Waltons uh, are coming back. <laughs> I, I, and then horse movie genre is a genre, you know. I think I would add that into like the overrated category. Horse movies? Horse movies? People like, I, you know, every now and then I like a good horse movie as well. Who doesn't want a nice, what yeah. is it, spirit away, get a horse? I love horses. I do love horses. I love animals. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just something when I see, like, too many horses in the marketing. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm just, like, it turns me off. One but too many horses. Ever's <laughs> mom did just walk into the frame behind her and make a throat <laughs> slashing motion uh, yeah. to Fizza. So, I love horses. Yeah, <laughs> I do love horses. It's just, it's just as a genre. I yeah. mean, I'm sure there's always an exception, but original docu series is another prediction. <laughs> not, not that they will suddenly become a thing, but that they will keep getting good, better. Yeah, I, I feel like we are at a time now where there is enough footage to make a compelling docu-series about everyone in the world so like because we're just constantly you know taking videos and pictures of ourselves so um i'm expecting documentaries and docu-series to get better and better in the coming years it would be my pick ladies y'all need to be coming to my window hollering at me to come outside and watch an original docu-series thank you (laughs) thank you I'm just going to say there is one prediction that I do not like. I don't like that it's that it says like it, it'll be television shows with like older women on the forefront, you know, which I think that's great. Time for older women to shine people in their 40s, 50s and 60s. Yeah. I don't like that they use the sex in the city. Oh, it's called and just like that. I always keep calling it like and there we were and like it happens yeah. again. Like it's I can't the remember the, the new name. Reboot. Yeah, but it's so bad. It's like, really? I bet again. Riding the wave of nostalgia. Oh my God. It's the Ouroboros. The snake is eating itself. We got older women riding the wave of nostalgia, and it's the same cast. Damn, Inception. And doing Here raunchy it goes. comedy. They even mention another country. So it's international content. And the acting is so good, it might as well be a docuseries. I would say <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, she carries in a new podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> they. Can we get Carrie on? Yeah. Carrie, get her on, get her, carry, <laughs> the character Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw Carrie. as a as a guest. That is one of our predictions. Yeah. Carrie, let's talk about Chris. Carrie Bradshaw will <laughs> join as a guest, and yeah, we got to ask her about why she didn't perform CPR. Mm-hmm. 
I, yeah, she just, I mean, made she, like she didn't do anything. She didn't call like 911. Like he was very much alive. Mm, I, you know, when she got there, hmm. like the, she got, she came, she saw him and she stood there for like 10 seconds. <laughs> like, yeah, by the way, if you guys are listening to this, you're getting mad. This is a spoiler alert. You're oh, all shit. on the internet and you've, and you've all seen the spoiler alert by now. You've all seen it on Twitter, Instagram, social media. You know it's so don't don't come at us in the comments getting mad. I'm and I've I'm also defensive. never felt less bad about spoiling something because it's not good. I would say, yeah, would be my. It's no Emily in Paris. Yeah, it's not exactly. <laughs> I haven't. I watched one episode of that, and I said I'm supposed to feel bad. Yeah, no, that is good. That you know they talk about second screen content where it's like supposed to be something you're doing in the background. I think Emily in Paris is like fourth or fifth screen content where like you are watching something else while doing something, while maybe doing a uh, crossword puzzle. And then like somewhere in the house, Emily in Paris is on and you like walk by it every once in a while and you're like, huh. And then, you know, ignore it. <laughs> like a doctor's office? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> huh, it's doctor's office content. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's... First of all, not great. So you're not we're not spoiling that much. Second of all, they came for podcasts in a way that I found <laughs> devastating when she said that podcasts are the new jury duty. I was like, well, she said, oh, I didn't see that part. But Carrie is the voice of our generation. So we're fucked now, guys, now that she said that. I haven't watched the latest episode where that where the one character does stand up. But I heard it's. So oh, I bad. heard that's bad. That's just a general. Like, it, there's never been good, like, comedy, like a, a Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, like, or stand-up when they're trying to, when they just, like, throw that in as an extra thing. They're like, and then, so we'll add this later, but then at this point in the script, they start doing the best stand-up you've ever heard. It's yeah. Like, no, it's always an add-on. Not, that's not how it works. <laughs> Is the character, like, the actor an actual stand-up? No. No. Uh. I think they are the best <laughs> actor on the show, which isn't saying much. Or it's the they best. were a doctor on Grey's Anatomy, right? Doctor Torres, right? Okay. And Callie, oh my god, Doctor Callie Torres. For a minute, I was watching two episodes of Grey's Anatomy a night during the quarantine. Oh really? So this this will be my number one screen to night night time. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> All right. Finally, we do have a TikTok trend to check in with. It is, uh, you know, we, we we tend to get a little scatological every once in a while here on the Daily Zeitgeist. What we haven't been talking to y'all for a couple weeks now, so mm-hmm. we we had it all stored up. So we, up. we had we had to do it to them. Yeah. So there, we do have to tell you about a TikTok trend about parents smearing shit on their kids. Yeah. Oh, on their hands, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, or on their arm. Like, yeah. this is a thing we've seen on the internet before, like, sort of in isolated moments. But now, because TikTok's ability to affect culture is just so powerful, we are seeing this new, a uh, reemergence of it, but called the hashtag poop challenge. And, like, you know, if you've not seen a video like this, like, a parent will usually be in the bathroom, pretend to be on the toilet and asking for help from someone outside, typically a kid, being like, Hey, I need more like toilet paper. Can you help me with something? They come in and they smear some shit uh, looking food like Nutella or pudding or peanut butter, like on the kid's hand or arm and then just be like, and now I'm recording you. Let's see if my violation of our trust will get the likes, the clicks. And 
you know, you see it all. You see some kids just scream and cry because they can't believe that their parent just smeared shit on them. Then you see other kids who are like, there's one kid who's like crying, but also playing with it more as like they're trying Ew. to figure out. They're like, they're like, no, but I'm kind of interested in what this may or may not be. And then you have some true OG kids who just look their parents in the eye and they're like, yo, this doesn't smell like shit. Nice try. Who are like young. <laughs> and you're I like, think, I think them. I saw one that was actually really sweet when a kid like kind of realized what it was and looked at his parent. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. And and then I'm just like, this is so much more fucked. Like now you're putting the child like to comfort you for shitting on them. I don't know. I'm just the the whole the culture behind that. I can't get behind. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think is interesting because I'm you know, I get pranking your kids. I was a victim of this kind of shit. No pun intended. Constantly like having uncles or cousins who always be like, oh, let's kind of fuck with them. So I, I know that like, you know, having fun and doing that kind of stuff is, you know, par for the course. But like this this new era of now, it's like, but in my day, we weren't uploading these videos where I was crying of because I was so afraid of the dark or the lights going out to like the Internet, uploading to the Internet for people to feast their eyes upon. So, yeah, I'm just it, it is interesting to watch how quickly, like consciously or subconsciously, parents are like, I don't know, maybe your maybe your tears will get me some followers. Jack, are you going to do the poop challenge to your kids? Uh, I mean, have I done the poop challenge with my kids? Is that where did I misunderstand it? And is that where their stomach bug came from? Are all questions that I'm not going to answer. <laughs> you're you're, like, you're like, oh, it was Nutella. Oh, damn. Like, oh. OK, OK, OK. Got Makes it. A lot more sense. Makes a lot more sense. Now I know. You prank Would you prank your kids, though? Definitely not on social media. like uh, Just in the <laughs> privacy of your own home, like yeah, a civilized adult. Tell them, yeah. I tell them we're getting divorced. They got to pick a parent to leave with right now. Yeah. 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 I don't tape it. Yeah. My wife is very much more prone to liking to, I don't know, mess, Wanting to prank. mess with the bounds of, like, truth to see what, how they react. And I'm just too tired to do that Yeah. as of right now. Were you pranked a lot? As a kid, either of you, my uncles, yeah, not not my dad. Mm-hmm. I wasn't pranked a lot because I think I was like, I think I was like an annoyingly precocious kid. Where whenever anyone would try to do something, I would be like, "That's not true," <laughs> and they would be like, "How do you know?" And I would be like, "Because I just do." Right. Like wow. I, I'm actually smarter than you. Yeah, wow. I yeah. think. I don't know. I was like one of those kids. I never thought the tooth fairy was real. Like, I don't know. I was kind of just like, no way some bitch is flying into my window, grabbing my teeth and putting money under my pillow. For a dollar? Yeah. I was like, okay, first of all, these teeth are worth way more. Yeah. And second of all, no. But I I mean, I did believe in Santa Santa Claus. And I also, I guess. Until very recently, right? Until actually this year. (laughs) When I was really little, my mom used to, my mom was not a crafty person. Like, she was not like a PTA mom or anything like that. But she did do this thing, which I guess was a prank, where on St. Patrick's Day, she would mess up our room, me and my sister's rooms, like pull our clothes out of the drawer, undo our beds. And like, then she would put little green footprints to like a little pot of candy like mm. a pot of gold. And she made us believe that leprechauns like came into our room and, and are fucked filthy. it up. Yeah, and right. that prank was cool for like a few years. And then I just realized it was her doing it. And then I was left to clean up my room. Right. Right. 
It was it with paint? What, what were the footprints Just made like, of? They were like paper. They were like little, oh, like, you know, oh, cut out little footprints from that's paper. That's really cute. I mean, it's cute to do to your kids. Maybe you should yeah. do that. But yeah. I didn't, I never, I wish she was... <laughs> Things you wish your parents were alive right. for to ask him why? Why did she pretend to be a leprechaun? I wonder if it's like a thing too, where on the most cynical level, parents can do that to cover up the fact that they flipped the room looking for drugs. <laughs> to be like, oh yeah. no, man, damn leprechaun came through here. But at least there's a pot of gold, and I'm glad to know you don't have drugs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take another quick break, and we'll come back and talk about car crashes and wheel of fortune. Hmm. hmm. And we're back. And, you know, this is this is a hard hitting shit where Google has released the most Google chain restaurant. And what what are we looking at, Miles? Hit us with the with the facts. Uh, so Hit us look, with the scorecard, Harold. Who is the most Google chain restaurant is Starbucks. OK, wow. followed by McDonald's, oh. then Domino's, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A. Pizza Hut and our blessed Taco Bell uh, right at the end, at the death, just snatched it. And the the writers at the takeout, I only bring this up because not because it's really that important, but the uh, over at the takeout, they have some theories of like why Starbucks like is so much more ahead in like the rankings. Like I think it was in 30. It was like the 39th most searched thing. And then McDonald's like the 55th or something that it's things like. They have more varied menus that are like in like in localities, they have different menus or that they have seasonal items like, you know, Christmas drinks and fall drinks and shit like that or cups mm. and stuff. And they're also in dense urban centers. So people might be just saying, yo, let me Google where's a Starbucks. Right. But my theory really, I think, is that the thing that pushed them over the edge or get, put them so far ahead is that it was all around. I think that struggle for labor rights. And how much of a top of mind thing, not that for the entire country, but in Buffalo, those those stores that were unionizing, that took up a lot of of like the conversation air during that time. Like everyone was like talking about it. We heard like, you know, we played some of the cringy monologue from the former CEO. And I think there I think that drew a lot of people in, because as much as I'd like to think pumpkin spice lattes and commemorative cups drove the traffic search. I think their place in the potential domino effect of like worker rights gave it a little bit more. There was more interest from the general public aside from just anyone, because I'm not to say that every person who was like working at a like a quick service restaurant was like, I got to focus on Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. But that news and around it, I felt like just created more headlines and more attention around it. Just mm. my two. I think that makes sense. Yeah, because I also really like what you're on to with the different pieces of news or new things that they come up with. Starbucks always has new drinks. Domino's has like driverless delivery and all that. It's like Chick-fil-A. You got to know like which day is it closed? Pizza Hut is always like has a new box filled with shelves of food in it, you know, and Taco Mm -hmm. Bell always has new stuff. I do want to know why anyone would ever Google McDonald's because it is always the same. And you're not trying to find one because if you just drive, like you'll run into one. You know what I mean? Like you don't if you're on a road trip, there'll be a sign for it on the highway. They're everywhere. I do not know why you would Google McDonald's. Like that's my first Google every morning, Blake. Is it? uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, what are they up to? What's McDonald's got going on? Just making sure it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure it's it's the same thing. How's that clown? You know what's wild, though? It got so 
the things that people it got more people search McDonald's more than Netflix. Wow. Which seems like or Bank of America. So this is one of my that's crazy questions slash theories is that like Starbucks and Domino's both have really good apps. Yes. Applications, not appetizers. I got it. And love the sous vide bites. So like I was so fucking confused when you first said that I almost (laughs) threw up on my pants. So thank you for for fixing that. (laughs) That is something that happens to you when you're confused. And yes, uh, we we have to give you a very gentle briefing before every episode or else it takes so much mess in here. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate it. Yeah. But like, so I'm just trying to McDonald's makes more sense to me because nobody's like going into the McDonald's app and like ordering on the McDonald's app. But like Domino's is the one that I get. Yeah, I guess they had the news hook about driverless cars. But f- for the most part, I can't imagine like Googling unless you're just like, what's the phone number for Domino's? Because I don't use apps. That, like were they I mean, they I don't know if they were also making headlines with like all the, you know, like minimum wage talk. But hmm. Was there anything that put McDonald's like in the whatever? It doesn't fucking matter. All that to say, people are focused on the quick service world. And yeah, long uh, may I mean not long may the struggle last, but long may continue until we get better treatment. Now, if Google really wanted to grab our attention, they would be breaking each of these searches down by like how many of the people were googling Starbucks because they needed a place to shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's I have to think that's like forty percent of the. Like, you know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. There's one, it's just Starbucks dick and coffee. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're honestly, like, just as confused as you. Back when yeah. I uh, worked at Cracked, there was a search term. I'm drawing a blank on, like, what it was. It was something with, like, horse, I think horse dicks. Good. That was one of, like, the top search terms that landed people on the website like when you got down it was always like in the top hundred and we could never figure out why it was like horse cock miles gray was a big one yeah like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep that you had one miles yeah i, yeah. I collect them yeah <laughs> right. yeah I, I like that i love your necklace by the way <laughs> oh thank you yeah your shelves are buckling under the <laughs> yeah well i'm i'm getting an i'm getting a delivery of a clydesdale later it's oh. uh yeah Oh man! Now Big I have news. to picture what do Clydesdale's dicks have the like fluffy white fur like the Where bottom of the hooves? At the I mean, oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting, Blake. Yeah, you know those <laughs> amphibians that have it's uh, not a salamander, but it has the floofy gills like up near its head. Mm. Is it that situation with the Clydesdale right. hog with the floofy fur at the top, right? Or yeah, is it yeah. at the base where? The pubis. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Like a axolotl or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that, and you nailed the pronunciation. Yep, you Ax- nailed it. Uh, it's, and it's a very difficult word. Axel read. Foley. Yeah. Ax- yeah. The Axel Foley. Axel Rosaclotl. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> All right. Briefly, I, I want to talk about Yellowstone. Because they just had their season four finale. This is a, if, if you're not familiar, it's a kind of neo-western show starring kevin costner what's, made what's by technically neo-western genre new western what the fuck yeah i don't know what that means <laughs> it's i it might be a term i just made up but <laughs> i think it's 
I think it's like No Country for Old Men, Blood Simple, you know, Taylor okay. Sheridan, the creator of the show Yellowstone, has also made Hell or High Water and Wind River. So it's like yeah. westerns that take place in a more modern setting. Right. They say with right the definite subgenre that adopts its character setting and themes and transplants them with contemporary sensibilities. Got it. Got it. Right. So I think also like Unforgiven and more like postmodern westerns would count as neo westerns, but like I think that I don't know. I find right, it like more. The, you could say Mandalorian is a neo western too, right? Because it's there very you much go. using the producer same Becca just wrote a neo western is a western with a shaved head. Oh, I think <laughs> with, I like give my bad jokes. Doc Martens producer. with red laces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't refer. I, sorry, yeah, yeah. Becca and Justin gave me that joke simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but so I I got I got on a big neo western kick over the break and like watched Blood Simple, No Country, like the movies that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's <laughs> but so Taylor Sheridan is the guy who made Hell or High Water and Wind River, and the he created this show. It's about a family that like owns the largest private ranch in Montana mm-hmm. and have to defend against outside forces like bordering native reservations and a public park and land developers so so they nailed one villain of those three (laughs) (laughs) the dreaded public park yeah (laughs) i now i don't know what his point of view is on this like maybe they're maybe they're like anti-heroes but you know it, it does make sense that it would be salient now seeing as like private property i like you know the bundies out in the West, I feel like there's very interesting things happening right. in that world. And I feel like private property seems to be kind of the original sin of the United States that we can't really recover from. And so this is all to say I'm going to watch Yellowstone or some mm-hmm. of it and actually have a, a well-informed take instead of wasn't, this. Yeah. Wasn't there this finale like just setting records? Yeah, so this like it was something season like, four finale hit like had the highest ratings for a day of and like they they premiered it on I guess it's Peacock even though it seems like it's on Paramount Network show it streams on Peacock and they had like nine million people watch it on the day it came out which is a new record which is pretty wild shit. when you realize that like. Every show in the top 10 of like most streamed shows is on Netflix. Other Crazy, than this right. one. But I mean, it's it's definitely one of those. It's like the it's again, one of those shows, it's like the biggest show that I don't know about. At yeah. All. Yeah. And I just see constantly see pre-rolls for it. And I'm like, I don't know. It's Kevin Costner. Cool. But yeah, it's yeah. the neo Western man. I just do it. So I did watch Wind River, which is the only of the one of those movies, those neo Westerns I hadn't seen. And it's about like crimes done to native peoples on like native reservations and its protagonist is a fish and wildlife tracker played by Jeremy Renner. (laughs) But it's cool because uh, his ex-wife is Native American. Oh, cool, cool, cool. That's fine. But not not his love interest, mind you. His love interest is Elizabeth Olsen, who is a FBI agent who comes in to help solve the crime but like yeah the the native people aren't very useful or capable of dealing with their own shit in the movie so there's like some very serious white savior shit going on hmm. but 
I, I do want to watch this and see like how they're handling a story yeah. that centers on a Bundy like clan trying to defend their private property rights against the public park system. <laughs> like, I can't think of, uh, I mean, it's gotta be good, you know, like, cause I'm, you don't do numbers like that and be a totally like nonsense show, you know? So not to say that like, it's not true. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean like, you know, that they're like, even when I watch shows that do numbers, I'm like, Oh, I see why people fuck with. I've never seen like a show. Like, right. The f- this is complete. This is like a fever dream. I don't understand this at all. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, you guys haven't seen a single one of these, right? The, a single episode of Yellowstone? Not not one yet. I I, I started in I the have middle. A, I have a rechargeable battery thing I got as a promo for it. Yeah. That counts. I saw the hell out of some billboards when it first came out. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it, man. I, I thought you said Mystic River when you said Wind River. And uh-huh. when I was in high school, I got like hired to write, like hired, uh, probably was free. It was free. To write like like dirty like dirty movie titles, I guess, for a morning show. And I asked my best friend Jeff to help me, and he wrote like a hundred of them, but they were all so bad. Where it was like Mystic River of Semen was like one of the ones that he wrote, and it's like, no, you gotta like do wordplay, and it was like Pirates of the Caribbean having sex with each other. It's like you can't no no just put wordplay wordplay. I'm kind of with Jeff on this one, man. I I think you steered him wrong. (laughs) I think I did too. <laughs> Mystic River of Siemens, pretty good. <laughs> so, producer Becca, what which show was good? I did again. I'm Yellowstone. Yellowstone's good. Yeah. Okay. Stanley Yellowstone was good. I'll I watch watched it. it with my mom. Okay. Uh, while I was home while in Texas from the south. Yeah. And Yellowstone, she loved it, and they have like um. I don't know if it's a spinoff, but it's the same creators who did Yellowstone, I think. But it's like based in like. I don't know, the Oregon Trail. Gotcha. Right. 18, it's like got some year title. Yeah, right? 18, it's a prequel. Like, it's like these yeah. people's ancestors. But that has country stars, Faith Hill and um, Wow, I'm Spacing, very famous. Um, Kim McGraw. Star is a matter of opinion. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Kim McGraw. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I, now I am feel less dread about the fact that I just promised to watch some of this. Yes. But yeah, Zeitgang, let us know. Thoughts on Yellowstone? Yeah. Is it the new uh, Bosch? Yeah. Is it your dad's favorite show? <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.